1: Our other sponsor today is Chicksaw Nation. Now, the Chicksaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. A huge shout out to Governor Anatobe for supporting this podcast, it really means a lot. And finally, our third sponsor is 988 the oklahoma 988 mental health lifeline 988 is a direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with trained behavioral health professionals that can get all oklahomans the help that they need learn more by visiting 988 oklahoma.com that's 988 oklahoma.com and now let's get into today's episode Let's get into it. Well, uh, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Mr. Bruce Benbrook to the podcast, uh, Oklahoma Hall of Fame board member, previous chair of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, and a lot of other boards you we are very involved with. But excited to dive into your story. Thank you so much for coming down. Obviously, we've just had a great lunch. And heard all about the great things the Oklahoma Hall of Fame are doing. And now we're sitting down after lunch and going to chat a little bit. But Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, to tell some stories today. Well,
0: Mike, I really appreciate it. I enjoyed the opportunity to be with you today.
1: So for most people who Google you like and, the, and your bio comes up, you know, you're know you from Woodward, right? Right. Woodward's probably not a town that most people in Oklahoma have visited, sadly. Tell me about Woodward and how was growing up in Woodward?
0: Oh, it was great. I've uh, been there except for four years in college at Oklahoma State University and one year in Oklahoma City. I've been there my whole life. Yeah. So I'm a a third generation banker and my family's been there for, for a long, long time and Thoroughly enjoyed. Woodward's a great community, about uh, 14,000 people, and we, we kind of say it's the center of northwest Oklahoma. We we love it there, about 150 miles from Oklahoma City, but a great place to grow up and a great place to live and a, a great place to do business. So love yeah. it there.
1: So so growing up then in Woodward, families are obviously from there, uh, and you mentioned Oklahoma State. Is the is your whole family Oklahoma State fans? Was Pretty it kind much of a right? So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: my father went to Oklahoma State, and uh, my sister's an Oklahoma State graduate, my wife and our two daughters daughters, all Oklahoma State graduates, so uh, we're pretty
1: much an orange family through and through, that's for sure. So so going if you'd decide decided to go anywhere else, you might have been kicked out of the family then.
0: Well, I, I need to tell you the truth of the story is, uh, my father took me to an Oklahoma State football game when I was three years old, and uh, at that point in time, I had already made up my mind and I was ready to go. My mother told the story that the kindergarten teacher came when I was five out to the car when you they the, my mom was in line to pick me up and said that I wanted to take a poll of the kids in kindergarten on where they were all going to college. And most of the kids didn't know what that meant. But she said that I had told them that I was going to Oklahoma State University. So
1: anyway, <laughs> my mom laughed about that for years and years and years. Yeah. And as well, is banking in the family? Is that kind of how you get into uh, Absolutely.
0: Okay. My grandfather came to Northwest Oklahoma and was in the bank in 1912. Okay. And then my father served as uh, chairman and president and CEO of our bank until 1981 and I've been the third generation uh, chairman and CEO uh since 1981. Oh, so for wow. the last 40 some years, I've 41 years I guess it's been that I've been uh, yeah. uh, uh chairman and CEO of the bank.
1: So so third generation. So going going back then to high school and and you know when when you know when we're, when we're all in high school we all have the biggest of dreams and we want to go out and do what we want to do. What was, you know, Obviously, I'm sure you probably knew at that time when you're a little older and you're 16 to 18, you know that, look, I probably have a path. It's going to Oklahoma State, it's going to be in the banking industry. But if you could wave a magic wand, is there anything you would have done instead? You know, at one point in time, I thought uh, uh, I would enjoy athletics. And yeah. I was
0: a basketball player in high school. I thought one day I, I might be a basketball coach. But uh, got to school at Oklahoma State, and uh, uh, my sophomore junior year uh, decided I better major in finance, and mm-hmm. I did. So I graduated Oklahoma State in 1976 with a finance degree. And went to work for a bank in Oklahoma City for a year, and my father's health was uh, not good And uh, about that time, and I decided, well, it's time to go home. And so 1977, I went back home to Woodward. So I've been in, yeah. in Woodward uh, back there since 1977, and I haven't regretted it for one second. Right. Not one
1: second. It's beautiful out there, that's for sure. And I know, uh, you know, the, obviously had some some good and bad things happen. Obviously you had fires, you know, like most Sad places, and sadly, the fires you know destroyed some some great landscape and, and got away with you know. Thankfully, it didn't do too much damage. But you know, recently in the news, that you had a lot of fires up there and stuff. But yeah, Woodwood for sure, a great place, and, and more people should visit there. And, and we recently had a great drone festival out there and bringing new things. I, I bet, wait, growing up, you probably didn't think that you'd have a drone festival in Woodward, Oklahoma. <laughs> that's at all. for sure. You know, that's what is sure. a drone? Right. So <laughs> for sure, awesome.
0: And uh, we we're, we're just we're extremely fortunate to have a a lot many many groups come to woodward and you mm-hmm. want to come to northwest oklahoma we're excited to have them and do our best to attract all kinds of events where it's athletic programs we have a lot of baseball tournaments in the summer where people come from all the state and mm-hmm. we have a boiling spring state park a little sahara state park over uh, near winoka and again m- many things with the arts and cultural activities like the drone festival was and we continue to try to do things to bring people to see Woodward, Northwest Oklahoma. Yeah. We're very proud of
1: it. Boiling Springs Golf Course is for... for Absolutely. A, I mean. It's
0: one of the best in the state. It, we have people literally from... You know, Texas, Kansas and Oklahoma State, Tulsa, various cities around the state come yeah. to play Bowling Springs. It's a it's a gem, that's for sure, at Northwest it Oklahoma.
1: Hundred percent a gem and, and definitely with the travel up there to go play it and just to see what, you know, with as little resources as they have, what you know, the the quality of the place that they you know. It, it's I mean, It's been a great,
0: great tourist attraction for
1: us. Yeah, yeah, So then you mentioned going back to Woodward, you know, said so dad's health was, was kind of a concern. So you go back to Woodward. To, to, to work I guess in the family business tell me about kind of you know what what Oklahoma was like at that time and and, and you know you're 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 recently graduated you know you've got a few years of work under your belt you're probably eager to, to make your mark on the world and, and you know what, what's what's Oklahoma like at that time
0: well at that point in time I I, I was extremely unfortunate that uh, my father passed away at the end of 81 in December of 81 and then July, the first week of July of 1982, Penn Square Bank failed, and the banking failure started, in the, the next four or five years, and I was extremely young, I was at uh, 28 years old, and it was a very, very difficult time, it's no question, there's no, the Lex, from 1982 uh, through 1986, was just, without a doubt, the most difficult time in Oklahoma banking, and it was very, very difficult, so I, uh, I made a lot of mistakes, and certainly I was young, and it was a very, very difficult time, so we got got through it, but it yeah. was a very, very challenging time, that's for sure, because our economy in Oklahoma was in terrible shape at that time, and yeah. you know we had numerous, numerous bank failures all over the state, and uh, uh, somehow we survived it and uh, have continued to serve the community ever since. but. But truthfully, the first four years were extremely difficult uh, for a guy that just had three or four years of experience. And that's all I had at the time when July of
1: 1982. Right. Wow. Yeah. I can't imagine what I must have been like to. I mean, if you listen to the news today and people listening probably see the pending doom of of a a recession coming and all the other stuff that, you know, uh, is it? You know, we never know. Right. Until it actually happens. I'm sure there's plenty of. People out there who can pr- can really project this stuff, but uh, I struggle to believe what's in the media. To be honest, well, <laughs> I listen to go. the real people, so <laughs> we'll figure that out. You know, this this might not age well. If by the time this podcast goes out, we've had a pending doom and problem with the with the economy, but fingers crossed, hopefully not. Uh, but you've been through something like that already, so right. you know, you you in all this experience that you have and the the years that you have under your belt uh, uh, in the business, you've seen. Pretty much as worse as it can get. Absolutely right.
0: Yeah, that 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 uh, the early '80s were extremely difficult. Yeah. It's just hard to describe. I mean, you if you any community in the state, the odds are pretty good that you had at least one bank fail. I mean, mm. it was just very difficult. I think I'm, I really. I guess I've just tried to forget the amount of the number of the banks, but I believe it was, you know over 150, I think, at yeah. the time, and it was just a very, very difficult time uh, in the in the industry. Very difficult time for our people, and yeah. certainly the economy was was struggling a great deal. But the Oklahoma people rebounded and mm-hmm. were resilient people, and uh, throughout the state of Oklahoma, and we all got through it. And Oklahoma has been a uh, a better place and. Uh, we, we got through it and better days were ahead and, and certainly yeah. we've enjoyed that
1: yeah and also I guess I mean when something that bad happens you could have easily just said nah I'm not doing this anymore I'm going to find a different profession absolutely. and call it <laughs> a different way <laughs> right absolutely
0: it was a to say it was a challenge would be a mild understatement but all of my banking colleagues throughout the state would tell you the same thing it was yeah. a very challenging and, and difficult times in, mm-hmm. in many, many ways. But, uh, but boy, we've had, uh, since that time, the people of Woodward, Northwest Oklahoma, like I said, are resilient, and we bounced back, and our communities prospered and got through the difficult times, and our whole state did. Yeah. You know, there are so many positive things about the great state of Oklahoma, and uh, I've been fortunate to live here my whole life and wouldn't have it any other way.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and coming through that, and obviously, you know, setting the context that earlier in this podcast you're a huge oklahoma state fan so tell me you know when you graduate and you're you know you're going through this stuff in early business when do you really do you start giving back to oklahoma state straight away Are you were very involved in alumni stuff from 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 day one because people who know you now know you very much through osu and have met you through osu events and and stuff like that so When does does that come in that you you think I should give back?
0: I started being involved on campus at an early age, and uh, literally my senior year uh, at the university, I served as student body president. Mm -hmm. And so I was very active and got to know the president of the university, obviously, and the, the various people that I worked with. So I served as my senior year at Oklahoma State. And so... When I graduated, I was already involved and have been continually involved with the alumni association and the OSU Foundation and the various groups. And I was fortunate enough to serve a term uh, on the board of regents for Oklahoma State University, and also served as chairman uh, of the board of the. Uh, the Board of Regents of Oklahoma State University. I also served a term as a Chairman of the Oklahoma State University Alumni Association. So I've served in many capacities, but uh, it's a, a love I have for the university and a love I have for education, yeah. higher education. I've been involved in uh, not just Oklahoma State University, but, but at home. I've also served as uh, President of the Oklahoma Foundation for Excellence, the statewide organization. And I I uh, I found that my love for education because I think it's so important. It's yeah. so important to the quality of life in our state. But uh, I literally started my senior year in in, uh, in college and have been involved with the university. Uh, ever since, in some capacity, just volunteering. I mean, yeah. in, in very vari- in various organizations, in various capacities.
1: Yeah, where, where does that come from? Where does that come from that you think you know I need to get involved, and then you find the passion in being involved in giving back and volunteering your time.
0: You know, I, I was fortunate. I had parents that believed in giving back mm-hmm. and. Uh, my dad, uh, 40 years ahead of me, was president of the student senate at Oklahoma A&M when he was in college. And I don't know if that helped serve as an inspiration, but I've always enjoyed uh, serving leadership roles and trying to find a way to give back. I, I'm fortunate that I had parents that believed in that, and uh, certainly I've tried to, to follow that that lead and trying to find organizations, ways that I could make a difference uh, in my community and certainly my alma mater, Oklahoma State University. and. Any other statewide organizations such as the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, uh, I believe that those organizations make a difference, and they serve as a great influence for our state and also help the quality of life yeah. throughout our state.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, looking back, it, it's one thing to you know for people to get involved in boards when they're older; they they might be close to retirement or they built a business and they're winding down. But, you know, looking back at your story, you, you know, from a very young age, you know, senior in college, you've been involved in this stuff from, you know, not just doing your own work, but you've been very heavily involved in that stuff. So it's really interesting to see that and your passion for it from day one, not, you know, I'm not saying that some board members, you know, some of them just don't have the time, right? You know, and then they're busy building businesses, but it is really interesting to see that, you know, your genuine passion and love for for education in the state started at a very young age.
0: Well, I appreciate that. I think it, it is important. And I know my parents set the trend for me and my wife and I have uh, two daughters and we tried, uh, Rachel and Julia, and we've tried with both of them to literally let them see how important it is to give back in organizations. And I'm, And I'm pleased to tell you that both of my daughters have literally served in numerous volunteer organizations and figured out a way to follow that passion of helping other people. And so I, I feel like that was passed on to me from my parents, and so I tried to show uh, my two daughters, Rachel and Julia, how important it is—not just to have your job, but to do over and above, to try to help others, help organizations that truly make a difference in the community, in our state.
1: Yeah, you just mentioned your wife. Where did you meet your wife?
0: Well, literally, we grew up together in okay. Oklahoma, yeah. and so that's kind of interesting. Uh, we had our first date at, uh, in the eighth grade, and. We got married several years later, but uh, she also was a went to undergraduate, uh, got an undergraduate degree from Oklahoma State University, mm-hmm. and uh, her law degree from the University of Oklahoma. Yeah. And so anyway, then we we grew up together in uh, in Woodward, Oklahoma.
1: That's really That's cool. Sure. And and I haven't met Julia, but I've met your your other daughter, Rachel. We did uh, leadership of Oklahoma City together right. last year. Right. And I yes, Rachel is very involved with giving back, and I think. At the time when we met, she was working for OSU's foundation, she maybe? She does still work for the still works Foundation. with the foundation? And
0: okay, and, uh, yeah. Obviously, the OSU Foundation here in uh, in Oklahoma City, and she's very active, obviously, in mm-hmm. raising money for OSU and, and other activities here in in Oklahoma City. And Julia uh, is uh, on the in the TV business in Washington, D.C., but okay. has also been involved in numerous nonprofit and charitable activities. So I'm very proud of both of them.
1: Yeah, no doubt. and. Uh, you know, that's something cool to have and something that, you know, like you just mentioned, just the inspiration that your parents were to you, you get to have that and pass that on to your kids now. And, you know, it must be really great to have, you know, to see them have an impact and have an influence and raising money and just, I don't know, it must make you proud. It must make yeah, you ab- and Cheryl ab- really ab- proud. Absolutely.
0: I'm extremely proud of both of them because they, they both recognize that they can make a difference.
1: Yeah. So the business then, but going back to the banking business, obviously you, you've been in it for a very long time. You've gone through the whole Penn square bank thing. Uh, tell me about the bank business. I, I know nothing about the banking business. So what is, I mean, I mean, other than giving out loans and taking people's money and making sure that you keep it in a safe place, like what? You what, know what was, What's the banking business been like the last four years? Tr-
0: the traditional banking model, of course, is that, like you said, you uh, take in deposits and you make loans and you try to
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, provide the, all the basic banking services that anyone needs, and that, that's very important. But I, I've i always had the belief that uh, a bank in a small rural community It's more than just providing basic banking services, loans and deposits. You need to take the lead, and you need to be a leader in supporting any nonprofit in the community. You need to make sure that you take the lead in programs that need help, whether it's uh, uh, I've made sure that our bank is always in the lead on helping our school system, our education. That is our number one priority. And we try to help all the local school districts in Woodward and Northwest Oklahoma with any of their needs, whether it be financing projects or having special things that they need to, to help the teachers. Uh, we started about 35 years ago the first adoptive school program in Northwest Oklahoma where our bank adopted the, element, the uh, kindergarten center there in Woodward. And to this day, we still try to help the teachers we financially or try to help, help them with the programs or anything that they need help with. But I feel like that uh, a community bank is more than banking service. You've Mm -hmm. got to serve your community. You've got to serve the numerous nonprofits in your community that need your help. And you need to take a leadership role in that. I think it's extremely important uh, for a bank to be successful is more than just profits. It's got to be how do you serve your community? How do you help your community be better?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, because, you know, in, in such a small community or in a small town, you are that hub, right? You know, you're that reason, and it's, it, you can't hide from anyone either, right? right? Like, you're going to church with these people. You know, sure. you're at the same restaurant. You're, you know, you're at football games. You know, like, you, you are a part of the community, just like if you're, a, you know, you in the mechanic shop down the street or if you own the restaurant. Like, you are an integral part of that community.
0: You know, for your bank to be successful, your community has to be successful, and for that, the community to be successful, you need to have your local banker be involved and make sure that those various nonprofits, there's so many ways that you can make a difference to helping. You need to take a leadership role, and you need to invest back in your community to make it successful. It's extremely important.
1: Yeah. So moving forward then, when did you first hear about the Oklahoma Hall of Fame? What was like, your first memory of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame?
0: You know, I, I truly wasn't uh, involved or literally had uh, n- not much of a base knowledge till about, I guess, uh, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, uh, I got a call and asking if I would consider serving on the board of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, I truly was, was honored to receive the call, and uh, but truthfully did not have a knowledge except I knew that they... Uh, Uh, selected the Oklahoma Hall of Fame members, but other than that, I had uh, very much uh, a limited knowledge of the organization, and uh, as I came on board, went through orientation sessions, and and literally uh, my first year on the board was a tremendous learning experience, and so I think I've been on the board in various capacities for about seven years now.
1: Yeah, and then you finally get the, I mean, someone asks you, hey, would you like to be the chair of this board?
0: Yes, I was, you know, I was extremely honored and humbled, uh, surprised, but about, I guess, four years ago now, I I was asked if I would uh, serve as chair-elect of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame board, and again, very surprised and humbled, not sure that uh, I had the ability to do that, but I I was excited and and honored to be asked. It turned out that uh, it had been 25 years since someone from Northwest Oklahoma had been chairman of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame did not realize that. Uh, Dr. Ed Calhoun from Beaver, Oklahoma, was the chairman uh, now, it would be about 28 years ago, but the year that I became chairman had been 25 years since someone from Northwest Oklahoma. So in a way, uh, I was very, very humbled and honored, but at the same time, I also realized I was representing my part of the state. Anytime I get that opportunity to represent Woodward, Northwest Oklahoma, I certainly want to take advantage of that. So I was excited uh, to have that opportunity.
1: What uh, for people listening that don't know what that entails? I mean, what what's it? Because it's not easy, and it takes a lot of time to do what you do, other than stand on stage and and MC and be involved at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame presentation night, which is in November every year. What I mean, what are the yearly kind of what do you do every year for, when you're on when you're the chairman?
0: Well, the chairman the chairman's job is to oversee and obviously the uh, the staff and the. The, the programs that the Oklahoma Hall of Fame is, we're extremely fortunate to have Shannon Rich as our president and CEO, and she runs this organization in a fantastic manner. And that makes the chairman's job pretty easy because you just oversee the organization and obviously you chair the board meetings, but you're the, uh, she reports to you and all the rest of staff report to her. Yeah. But I've been extremely fortunate. The two years I served as chairman, we had a, a great team and a great organization. But you are uh, leadership, guidance, counsel. You're there to help the staff any way you possibly can. But on a day-to-day basis, we have such a wonderful staff. It it made my job easy, but I Thoroughly enjoyed working with everybody down here. It was a great, great experience to to be able to help in in a small way because my my involvement was. Uh, I don't know that I made much of a huge difference, but I hope I helped a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, and and going back to what you said earlier, it kind of puts together—the Oklahoma Hall of Fame puts on so many great educational programs. And you mentioned earlier your just kind of passion for education, and it puts, you know, those two together, right? And when you Uh, get these people in a room, you know, all the board members in a room, and, you know, they're they're extremely influential people in their communities.
0: Absolutely. We have them from all over the state, our board members— uh, obviously, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and all the rural areas of the state are represented, and it uh, you know it certainly makes a big difference to make sure that you're a, a have a, a, a statewide influence. And you know the thing that attracted me to the organization after I got further into it was. I really get excited about the educational part of it. Obviously, our number one objective is to select the members of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame each year. That's very, very important and very exciting, and it obviously is the prime focus of our organization. But we put on so many programs during the year, and I must tell you, one of the, some of the ones that excite me the most are the ones that we put on for the elementary age kids. And it is amazing to see these kids come in. They're four, five, and six years old. They have an opportunity to be exposed to the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They have an opportunity to be inspired by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. And hopefully when they leave after a day of having projects and activities and getting to learn about the outstanding people that are in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, we literally have made a difference in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. I have always taken the position that if you serve on a board or you serve on a commission, when you serve on that board, you need to ask yourself, are we making a difference? And I can assure you, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, with all the programs and activities we have, from young people, we have a group of high school students that that meet and are organized helping the Hall of Fame. We have a group of young adults, our second century board. All from the young kids, four or five years old, all the way, to the high school kids, to the young adults, to obviously our regular board. But every organization that comes in this building has a leaves with a positive influence thinking about the positive things that the members of the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have done. And I can tell you, whether they're four or five years old, or they're 16-year-old, or the high school group, or young adult group at 35, we are making a difference. Yeah where those people are coming and they're being inspired because they have an opportunity to see the great things that people before them have done for our, the great state of Oklahoma. And it excites me. I could go on and on about the influence this Oklahoma Hall of Fame has, but you can, I can, you can tell I, I've been excited about it in my service for the last seven years because I truly do believe we are making a difference of the people of all ages mm-hmm. as they get inspired by the things that they see in our museum and through our many activities and programs.
1: Yeah, and to that point, I, I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be on that two, you know, Oklahoma 2nd Century Board. And, right. and one of our big events that we've had this fall was you know Born and Brewed, where we have, I think, over 21, 21 breweries from all over the state. Right. And you have know, a great event at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. But as we just found out today... That event raised, and we'll give back sixty thousand dollars to the, you know, to the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, which will go directly to educational Amazing. purposes. Amazing, you know? so, tremendous program. It's so cool, and it's you know, just to p- play a small part in that, you know, and and like you said, you know, come here and volunteer with the kids and help make packets or whatever they need, you know. Right. And, and they did for people listening. If you want free events for your kids to go to, go to oklahomahallofame.com, and you'll find them. Like there's, it's so you know, there's we could spend hours talking yeah. about you know the programs and stuff that they do. Like, if you're listening and you want to do something at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, there is definitely something for you to do here. All one ages. thing that
0: I spent, the, one of our children's programs two years ago, I, I stayed out front and just shook hands with the people that came in with their little kids. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, many of the kids that came may not have been able to come unless it was a free program. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so great about what the, the group that you're a part of, Mike, the Born and Brood, how yeah. much you've raised and our high school group and our, our adult board and all that, those money that we raise not only helps put on our banquet, but more importantly sometimes, in my opinion, enables mm-hmm. to have that free family programming. And that's extremely important. because extreme, we Some of those kids may not have had the opportunity to be exposed to some of these great things that our Hall of Fame members have done, and that's where that money goes that we raise. We are investing back in the future of the state of Oklahoma by investing in those kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And just walking through this building, you know, I walk through it as a 32 year old and I can't help but get inspired by reading the stories and the, you know, the Oklahoma Hall of Famers that are on the wall. I can't imagine how it is if you're 10 or 12 or 16 oh. years old, right? Walking through this building thinking, I could be an astronaut right? Like I could go to space or I could start a business or I could take over, you know, my family business and grow it to a global, like there's so many stories and of so many different areas of business and not just business, but charities or whatever, like this building's full of them. It's just, I I see the inspiration side of it.
0: The the I keep saying the inspiration is what happens when Like I said, people of all ages, it it doesn't matter what age you are, from three up, it just, you will be inspired if you come and walk through this museum. You will be inspired to try to do things for your community and for our great state.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than, you know, obviously we touched on, you're a huge OSU fan and her family have been a OSU fan. You have a family history of being in the the banking industry and you just have a pure love for education and giving back. There's no doubt in that and what we've just talked about over the last 30 minutes, but what do you like to do for fun? Tell me about what Bruce does on the weekend when he doesn't have a board meeting to you go know, to or I, an OSU I, game. I, I uh,
0: I'm not very good, but I'm trying to become a golfer again. Okay. I used to play, played golf in high school and played yeah. some in college, and so I have started trying to play golf again. And uh, I'm not I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm going to try to get better at that. And yeah. The, uh, one of the other things that, uh, on an annual basis, uh, my family and I we go to the. Uh, mountains in Colorado every summer. Spend two or three weeks up there. That's something I thoroughly enjoy. We go to Estes Park, Colorado, up in the Rocky Mountains, and just spend a great time. Those are. It's become a family tradition, so to speak, that uh, we go up there. But uh, I, I spend a lot of time, I like to going to OSU athletic events, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm trying to pick up golf again, so that's one of the things I yeah. trying to do in my spare time.
1: You know, it's funny. I text Rachel this morning, and I said, I'm interviewing your dad later. What should I ask him about? <laughs> and the only thing she already touched on it, the only thing she replied to is she said... Ask him about our family travels to Estes Park.
0: <laughs> well, we have a cabin up there and uh, it's become a tradition. I've been going to the same area for um, over 60 years and, and my two kids, they've been there basically their whole life. And so we, we named our cabin Tradition because we go there every year. So anyway,
1: that's really family nice. tradition, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, golf and banking go together in <laughs> right. Hand too, right? So I'm not surprised you said you you know, you know played golf from a young age and got not into Not very that. well,
0: but we're yeah.
1: well uh, I mean, well, obviously, Oklahoma's got some great golf courses in the state, and and you know, Boiling Springs is on your doorstep in Woodward. But where do you go? What you know, what's the what's the golfing place? What's the golfing schedule? And what's your golfing you know idea? You know, lately I haven't
0: had time. I've played in three or four charity events. Yeah. But of course, I always enjoy uh, going to Carston Creek there in Stillwater. I was uh, I was on the board of regents when Carston Creek opened many okay. years ago, and have watched it become one of the. Uh, the best golf courses not just in the state but around the country i'm not good enough to play there but i thoroughly enjoy having that opportunity to do that uh, when i get the chance so and uh.
1: Yeah, that uh, I mean, there's not many people that are good enough to go play golf every day, right? Like, it, <laughs> right, it's right. so hard to play golf there. It's uh, you will lose golf balls. Just yeah. know that before you show up, <laughs> that's for sure. and Rob in the pro show will sell you more golf balls at the turn. Like he will take care of you. That, that is but for sure. That's really cool that you were on the border of Regents when when Castleton Creek opened. Yes. that's, uh, that's uh, fascinating. Gotta see
0: it, it, you know, when it.
1: Uh, uh, started
0: up, and it was exciting to see the yeah. progress of it and what it's become today.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, it, you're right. It, it's such a great golf course and great design, um, you know, and, and now, I mean, it's, you you drive by it. If you drive, if you've been to an OSU game, you will, or been a stillboard, you will drive by, and you will not notice that you've driven oh, by right. it, which is kind of, I like that, Um but it's such a great place. Also, great food if you just want to go for lunch. That's true. Great man. food and you know, and obviously a great selection of, of pistol, peat, uh, swinging peat stuff in the pro shop. You can get and and just to walk through that, you know, I I, I played it, uh, I don't know, a few months ago, and and walking down that hallway with all the trophies oh and all the history, and then you walk in the locker room, you see all the bags. Talk about inspiring. Like if you want to become a golfer, or I mean, just as a, a tool to get you to go to Oklahoma State. I mean, it's that's true. That's the most trophies I think I've ever seen in a room.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite a place. You know, when they're I know when they're recruiting uh, not just golfers, but uh, yeah. football players, basketball players. Uh, the men's or women's basketball teams, they will they will take the families a lot of times out to Carston Creek for yeah. lunches to see it because it's such a beautiful place.
1: Right. So I, I, I'm assuming this, but I, a highlight of yours then must have been watching Oklahoma State win nationals at Carston Creek.
0: Yes, I am most fortunate. A few years ago. To, I was there that last day, and yeah. I was on the last toll when they— uh, I was part of the big crowd there when word came down, you know, that uh, that uh, they clinched the national championship. So it, it was exciting. I was yeah. fortunate enough to be there that day.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing that people probably don't realize is the fact that we have Boone Pickens' house is now on site.
0: It is absolutely. they right? They got it fixed up right there, and you can uh, see the house, yeah. and it, it's a it's a setting right there, not very far from the clubhouse.
1: Obviously, a massive impact on on the state, but on Oklahoma State as well. No question. Which is no really question. cool.
0: Boone was just tremendous. Not just uh, the one thing about Boone Pickens was he. There's no question he transformed our athletic de- de- uh, department, certainly our football stadium. I could go on and on about that. But in addition to that, the millions of dollars that he gave for scholarships to just to, from the education side, were just tremendous. I mean, he helped uh, our university in so many ways, and the impact that it just felt is, again, in and out of the classroom. Boone made a, made a huge difference in our university.
1: Yeah. Do you have a favorite Boone story you like to tell?
0: You know, I just I I, I, I just met him two or three times, I just visiting with him. He was somebody that really cared about the university. That's just what I remember about him. He he would do anything for Oakland State University, and obviously. Made a made a major impact.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and obviously, name is on the building at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. He did great things, you know, he for this entire you, state, yes, and, and, and it's and uh, it's and really many cool. Any
0: other organizations and charities and uh, hospitals. I mean, the, I could, we could run the gamut of the things that uh, yeah. that Boone participated with. But he always kept OSU at, uh, and helped anyway. He could.
1: Yeah. Going back to you being on the border regions when Karsten opens, because I'm a golfer and I just kinda nerd out about this stuff and I find it fascinating. How does the conversation start? Like, what is, does somebody just propose to say? We're going to open a golf course, and it's going to be in this part of land. Like, how you does know, that? I, you, know, I, you know, how does somebody just I, open a golf course, and it's know, going to be the state's uh, course?
0: Coach Holder at the time, of course, this was the thing, and he, mm-hmm. he, he, he basically went out and raised the money and got the got the land and just had been and made the thing happen. You yeah. know, and who uh, Coach Holder then obviously became our athletic director, and it was a tremendous thing what he did. But the uh, as you know, that he he put that together with uh, uh, no taxpayer dollars. I mean, he went out and raised the money and. Uh, uh, so it's quite a quite a thing to watch it happen, and yeah. just just tremendous what he did.
1: As as a board, it's hard to turn down someone who already has all the money in oh, hand yeah. and everything. Oh I yeah, mean, like, been a, I mean, it's, it's already been got done. You know,
0: even if you're not a golfer, it's just yeah. been a fantastic thing for for OSU and the Stillwater community and the the, the OSU yeah. community. It's been fantastic.
1: And I didn't realize until recently that. You know, the Carston family is Carston family of Ping.
0: Right, that's him.
1: That, that, I I had no idea.
0: That's how that relationship started, and so yeah, that yeah. Uh, he had developed that
1: relationship with Carson
0: Solheim, and that's mm-hmm. Carson Creek. And, Isn't that uh, there crazy? You go.
1: That's so awesome, and that makes a lot of sense. Why a lot of the Oklahoma State players play Ping? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right, <for sure>. that, <laughs> like, you got that right. <laughs> I never put two and two together, and now now it makes so much sense. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's such a great place to go play golf, and and but before that, you also mentioned you don't just go to football games and play golf you go to a lot of athletic events so try to. I've enjoyed yeah. uh,
0: uh, be, uh, going to a lot of basketball games also if they fit the schedule I mm-hmm. really enjoy that and uh, at, yeah. uh, that's for sure and so uh, we've been uh, been going to those games for a long time yeah. and really enjoy uh, Coach Boynton and his staff and gotten to know them and they're just a uh, great leadership for our university mm-hmm. and obviously coach Gundy's got the football program going in the right direction so it's been been fun to watch that's yeah. for
1: sure. and i saw we have a uh, recently new uh, women's basketball yes, coach too yeah.
0: coach Holt and she's yeah. i think this uh, you know this will be her first team coming up here in the next month or two and see some yeah. stars. So we're excited to see what she can do. That's going to be fun. So right. She, everybody on the campus that's worked with her sings her, her praises. That's for sure.
1: That's really cool. And one of the other things I think I realized that the other day after doing a bit more research is obviously people know that wrestling is big in Oklahoma State Absolutely. and Oklahoma as well. Like it's just a big sport. But we have a really good track Absolutely, like, tra- yeah the running. Like the, I mean, of all most running, it seems like cross country is like the the, the you know the, the the biggest out of them all. But you know, it's when you think of Oklahoma, you don't think of training and running up and down hills, do you? You don't think it's the ideal place to come and train okay. to run. But we have some fantastic long distance. Yeah, we here, have too.
0: obviously Coach Smith is amazing. In fact, he was in put in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame about two years Uh ago. And our wrestling program is obviously fantastic. And and the track and the cross country. My wife ran track at OSU when she was in school, in fact. So she pays a lot of attention to the cross country and the track. And so it's been... Uh, we're just really fortunate to have a good all-around athletic program.
1: That's awesome. So finishing up then, you know, obviously we touched on a few things, mainly, you know, job and, and love for Oklahoma State. And if that, for people listening, if that hasn't come across in the last 30 minutes, I don't know if you're listening or not. Um, but over your time and being involved with so many boards in the state, you've seen the state transform for the better, right? You've seen right. the educational programs increase. You've been on, you know, numerous amount of boards and, and received a lot of awards, which I could spend ten minutes reading out the awards that you've had. But you know, you're you're in the OSU Hall of Fame, you're in Banking, Bankers Hall of Fame. Um, there's so many, and and just one thing as well. It says you know you received the Community Hero Award from the American Red Cross. It seems like a big deal as well. Like you you know one of the most admired CEOs by the general record. I mean, I I could go on. But one is one of the thing that, the question I want to ask you is over the, the years that you've being involved and after you graduated, what has been some of the biggest changes you've seen for the better and just the highlights of, of just kind of your time in the industry and around the state?
0: You know, one of the things I think, Mike, that I've noticed over the my uh, 45 years career is that uh, the communities get better and better about helping each other. I think that we continue to try to find ways for programs mm-hmm. To help our schools, mm-hmm. to help those in need, to help those less fortunate. And I think I've seen that continue. I see so many nonprofits that focus on, on helping those less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And it, whether it's in the school system or outside the school system, or, you, you know, there's all kinds of organizations and needs that need to be met. And I think one of the things that I think is great about the state of Oklahoma, our people care about each other. Our people want to make sure that the people in our communities, whether it's Oklahoma City, Tulsa, or the rural Mm -hmm. communities around the state, they wanna make sure their people are taken care of. People find ways, find ways to help those less fortunate. I used the term earlier about serving on boards, find ways to make a difference. And I think that's what I've noticed over the last 45, 50 years, that people are more giving, people find ways to help those less fortunate, People find ways to make a difference for their community for the betterment of everybody. And I think that's the thing that that I love about the state of Oklahoma. We have good people. We care about each other. We want what's best for our state and all our citizens, including the—obviously, those less fortunate when they need help, we're there.
1: Yeah yeah that's and like you said you've seen it over the last 45 years of your career of, and how that's changed right and how technology has also changed the way that we give and the way that we support sure. and, and for the better as well so i'm sure you know there, there's so many stories and cases that we could talk about uh, and you know thankfully you you've been extremely gracious with your time and, and been on boards and I'm sure you get asked to be on a lot more boards, right? And you had, sadly, probably had to turn some down because you're like, not yet, I don't have enough time, but, you know, they will come around, you know, inevitably, that's why we have board terms. That's right, right? that's
0: right. Uh, No question. I think that if, as far as board service is concerned, I think it's important that you don't take a board position unless you have a passion for it, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: unless you see the purpose unless you're going to devote your time, energy, and resources to it. If you're just going to put your name on a board, I don't think you should do it. And I've known people that have done that, and I always have to catch myself occasionally and say, do I really have time to make a difference in that board position? If you don't, then you're better off, the board is better off to find someone else that has the time and the resources and the energy to to devote to that board at that time. It really makes a difference. The worst thing you can do as an individual is take up a position on the board, Go to the meetings, don't offer any help, don't offer any resources, don't offer any advice, just to sit there. And so i tried to be careful of that I know I've made that mistake myself in the past. I, I don't need more because I think it's really important for the success of the organization to find people that want to be there.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've made that mistake. You know, you, you're, when you're a young professional, you get asked to do things. Say, yeah, this will be great. I'm involved. I know the people that are doing something. And, and I've made that mistake. And, you know, it, it, it's a terrible feeling as well is when you've committed to something and you know that you can't give it your best or give it your time. You know, and and, and sadly, you know, it, it. other than, you know, and then there are people out there who, like you just said, you know, you put you just want your name on this board. It's a resume builder, you right. know. Sadly, that's the thing. But yeah, you know, just having to having to step back a few times and say, look, I don't have time for this right now. I'd love to be a part of it in the future, but right now it's not the best thing for me, you know, that actually does the board better Absolutely. than you just sitting there taking someone's place who doesn't do anything. So, um, and you know, for people listening, if you do if you are a young person and you want to get involved in boards in Oklahoma City, reach out because there's plenty of places that we can help you fill into. Um, but you're right. Find a passion and the, the boards that, you know, that are around your passion, there is plenty and I'm sure they're in need. Uh, but finally, finishing up, what are you excited about this fall? What are you looking forward to? Um, obviously, it's football season. We're off to a great start beating Arizona State last week. Great win. I have a friend who's an Arizona State fan that was at the game and I really enjoyed talking to him about the result. Uh, but what are you excited about coming up this uh, this fall?
0: I think it's going to be a a great time. And I think here in the state of Oklahoma, hopefully we can uh, uh, get the, the COVID issues behind us. It sounds like we have and people are getting out more and hopefully we can continue to have more in-person activities, and, and things continue that uh, to to move forward. Because as you know, we went to a two- or three-year period here. With the, it was it was hard to get some thir- some things done. But I think as we move beyond this, I I think that this fall is going to be a great time to be in Oklahoma. I think uh, our Oklahoma people care about each other, and I think this is going to be a literally a great fall. And and uh, I hope that uh, people remember the. What we talked about here today, if you find your passion, find a way to get involved, and find a way to make a difference to help our communities and our state be the best they can be. And I think this is a great time because people and organizations are back, they're meeting together, they're in person, and it's kind of exciting to be a part of organizations that do that. and so. Find that passion, get involved, and make a difference in your community and your state.
1: Yeah. What a great way to finish. Bruce, thank you so much for taking some time out to tell us some stories and you know, share your Oklahoma story and, and just challenge the listeners to, to, to find something they love to do, get involved with it, and to give back, especially around education, because uh, Lord knows Oklahoma needs help in education. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. Appreciate it. For everyone listening, I will post the link to Bruce's bio and Maybe his contact information, we'll see. Uh, you can reach out if you have any questions uh, about board service or Oklahoma State or anything like that. I'm sure you'd be happy to answer those questions or any places that you need to go in Woodward, restaurant recommendations. Boiling Springs Golf Course for sure is one of them uh, to go visit. But thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you in next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in Oklahoma they're a huge supporter of Oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and finally our third sponsor for today the Oklahoma 988 mental health lifeline 988 is the direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with the trained behavioral health professionals that can get all Oklahomans the help that they need Learn more by visiting 988Oklahoma.com. It's 988Oklahoma.com. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.